0: Uh, you be the judge if you believe it is Smash Burger. Smash Burger is the best fast food burger. You be the judge if you believe it is Five Guys. Five Guys is the best. You can you can get the East Coast people later. Uh, you be the judge if you believe it is McDonald's. <laughs> A couple, McDon- You be the judge. And the reality is that we are. Uh, we're the judge of things that we prefer. We're the judge of whether or not things go well. We're the judge of, if something is to our taste. We are the judge. But in reference to this text, uh, there are a lot of sermons, well, from not preachers, but people. There are a lot of sermons from people uh, that declare that Christians aren't supposed to judge. Uh, you, You ought not judge anything. You shouldn't say that something is right or wrong. You're not supposed to point out somebody else's sins. You are not to judge. There are a lot of people that preach that. But that's not necessarily what the Bible teaches One of the great things that you learn at Concordia as you study the Bible is, if there is a part of it uh, that you may not understand, uh, then you read the verses around it. And and so Jesus says to us, do not judge, and and we really want to understand that. We read the verses around it, and he says, uh, do not judge the speck that is in your brother's eye when you have a log in your own And so Jesus is saying, uh, don't highlight the sin of other people when you are dealing with sin of your own. All right. It's not that he's saying, uh, don't judge. Maybe he's saying that, well, you ought to judge yourself even before judging anybody else. And so maybe we're supposed to judge, but we're just supposed to judge ourselves. But there are a lot of people that say, you ought not judge. And Jesus said, don't judge. And, and, and so then we really want to read the verses around it. And, and the verses that surround these verses are part of a sermon that Jesus preached. A sermon on the Mount. And, and Jesus declares many things in this sermon, uh, not the least of which is that it, it's not just a sin to have a relationship with somebody who's not your spouse, to sleep with them, uh, but it's a sin if you lust after them. And it's not just a sin to murder somebody. Uh, it's a sin if you are angry with them. And, and it's not just a, a sin if, uh, you know, you swear by God's name. You ought, not, you ought not make oaths and swear in that way at all. And, and so Jesus is saying to them, uh, not only are you going to be judged, you're going to be judged more severely than you ever expected. Uh, If you thought having an affair was a sin, no, I'm telling you, even thinking about it. Uh, If you thought uh, murdering was a sin, I'm saying even having that desire, anger, and hatred towards somebody. Uh, If you thought that uh, swearing by God's name, no, I'm telling you, uh, Jesus is telling you something even more severe about judging. And, And so it doesn't, it really doesn't seem to preach that you ought not Judge. Uh, there's all kinds of judgment that are going on in these verses, a- and yet Jesus says, "Do not judge." And, and so we really want to get a, a, a deeper sense of what he means. A- and what he's saying here is that, well, he doesn't want us. He doesn't want us to judge better or worse, not right and wrong. There's a distinction there. Uh, to be sure that the Bible teaches us that we will judge right and wrong. Uh, That is right, that is wrong. Uh, God defines those two things. But we are not to judge better or worse, uh, because we are no better, no worse than anybody else. Every one of us uh, would be judged. Every one of us has messed up. Every one of us has sinned. And it's a fascinating distinction, because uh, the world preaches the exact opposite distinction. If the Bible teaches us that we are able to judge right and wrong, but not better or worse, the world teaches that you should never judge right and wrong. That is for people to determine. Uh, But you absolutely need to judge better or worse to determine whether or not uh, you're doing all right or better than somebody else or uh, you may make your way to heaven. Again, that's not the judgment we're dealing with here. Uh, The judgment we're dealing with here is... Is a recognition that there is absolutely right and wrong, that we all mess up, uh, that the only way that you would avoid that type of judgment is if you are perfect. And there is no one perfect except Jesus. There is no one who meets that standard of judgment except Jesus, and he does it for us. He is perfect for us. And even more than that, because we are not, he is punished for us. He hangs on the cross for us. He suffers for us. uh, So that we would be declared perfect. Because the reality is that judgment exists. Maybe just not in the way that we expect. Every year around this time, I'm reminded of a Baptist church that would host not a haunted house, but a reality house. Uh, And the reality house was designed to terrify you just as much as a haunted house, but in a different way. Uh, The Baptist church had you gather up there at the church, and and they made some burgers outside, and uh, you'd have something to drink as you were waiting, and, and when it was your turn, you would gather with a group of people into a church van. And you'd get in this church van, and before you even had the opportunity to buckle your seatbelt, the driver would hit the gas, and I mean floor it. He would peel down this church parking lot, drive across the street into the next church parking lot. Uh, He would slam on his brakes on the other side of the building, and there, as you have been jostled around the van, you would see an accident scene. With police cars, fire trucks, ambulances... Uh, And you'd practically fall out of the van as if you had been in the accident. And there were paramedics that were working on bodies there in the parking lot and and trying to revive those who had been injured in the accident. Uh, They did not make it. And and the group from the van uh, would walk past the other accident victims and, and head into another room. Uh, And they would go into a room that was uh, very dark It had soft lighting. There were tables laid out in the middle of the room, and and it looked exactly like a medical examiner's office. Uh, And you get into that room, and and they would ask you to lay down on one of the tables. And you'd lay down on one of the tables, and they would push the table uh, through a sheet that looked exactly like a, well, a cabinet as if you were in the medical examiner's office being slid into the drawer. Uh, And there you went into the drawer and you were lying there in pitch black behind these sheets, laying on the table as if you were dead. They left you in there for about 10 seconds, pulled you out the other side. Everybody in the group was terrified uh, at at that time. And, And as they were, they led you down another hall and... Uh, and to another room in which uh, there was a worship service, a funeral service, in which the pastor was preaching about judgment and about the reality that everybody's going to be judged and everybody's going to face God and everybody's going to... Well, And you heard this message. You heard the message that uh, it's only by believing in Jesus uh, that you would be judged perfect, and apart from Jesus, you won't. And then as he wrapped up the message, you walked toward the front to pay respects to the person in the casket, who when you looked down at the mirror, turned out to be you. You were led out of that room and, and down another hall. And this hall was black, and at the end of the hall you could see, you could see someone sitting up on a, a large chair, a large throne, uh, as if it were the judgment experience before God. Uh, And some people were sent off to his right, and other people were sent off to his left. And it seemed interesting to me that only the Baptists went off to the right, to heaven, and everybody else went off to the left. Uh, But everybody else went off to the left into hell, and the hell scene was uh, all these people who... Uh, were pictured in shadows bathed in red light and they were screaming bloody murder and and they were moving as if they were writhing in pain and and you went through this experience and and it was as terrifying as any haunted house I had experienced and you made it out the other side and and they ended up having a discussion with you about judgment and there are a lot of people that that expect that that will be the experience. You know, when they stand before God to be judged, uh, that they are going to be terrified uh, and anxious because, you know, Jesus says, well, you ought not judge whether you are better than worse than somebody else, uh, but you are certainly judged whether you are right or wrong. And people are terrified that they're going to get before God and uh, and God is going to remind them of all the things that they did wrong and, and maybe share a few of the things that they did right and, and that when you die or when Jesus returns, it is going to be this terrible experience. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that judgment is not what we expect. And we already declared that when it comes to right and wrong and better or worse. Uh, everybody out there will tell you that you're not supposed to judge right and wrong people get to decide that for themselves but you are supposed to judge better or worse you're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be as good as everybody else if not better it's not at all that's not at all what the bible is teaching And everybody out there will say to you that, well, everybody's going to be judged, and you're going to die, and you're going to be before God, and he's going to remind you of good things and bad things, and and you're going to be all anxious. And, you know, the Bible even says in Revelation 20, a book will be opened, and the the dead will be judged according to what they have done. But we shared that if there's a part of the Bible that, that you don't understand or doesn't make sense, well, you want to read the verses around it. And if it still doesn't make sense, well, then you want to read the whole chapter. And if you still don't understand it, well, then you want to read the whole book. And if you're still not sure, then you want to read the entire Bible. And so when we read things like that about judgment, uh, we also read uh, that, well, in Psalm 103, it says, your sin has been removed from you as far as the east is from the west. Uh, it says to us in Matthew 25 uh, that uh, when God gathers his sheep, he will say to them, when I was hungry, he gave me something to eat and thirsty, and he gave me something to drink, and, and he's going to declare all these extraordinary things. Uh, and so at that moment of judgment, the only thing that is going to be written about you in the book uh, is well, that you believed on Jesus that you shared your faith, uh, that you were kind to your roommate, that you forgave your friend at school, that all these things that were done because of Jesus at work in you, and the fact that you disobeyed your parents and lied to people and slept with your first boyfriend, and none of those things will be remembered. But it also says in the Bible of those who do not believe in Jesus uh, that without faith it is impossible to please God, Hebrews 11. And it says in Matthew 25, uh, those who are separated from him, he will say, uh, when I was hungry, you didn't give me anything to eat. And when I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. And they will say, well, wait a minute, Jesus. That no good things will be said of those people. Because the only things that will be remembered are their sins and their bad deeds. And so when we have that experience of judgment, there is nothing for us to fear. Uh, there is nothing uh, about which we should be hesitant Because the Bible teaches that we're going to be judged by Jesus. We're going to be judged by the one who was perfect for us. We're going to be judged by the one who was punished for us. Uh, We're going to be judged by the one who makes us perfect because of his life and death and resurrection. We are going to be judged by him. And so we're going to be judged perfect. But now... As we encounter everybody else, as we recognize right and wrong, we never judge better or worse. Because none of us deserves to be judged that way. And Jesus desires to judge everybody perfect. He died for everybody. And so no matter what your sin, no matter what your shortcoming, no matter what uh, your mistake, you are no better or worse than anybody else. You are a person who is judged differently by Jesus. He desires to do that for everybody. And no matter how anybody else judges you, and they will, because, well, they're gonna judge whether or not you're a fit for a particular college. They're gonna judge whether or not uh, your essay was sufficient to earn an A. Uh, they're gonna judge whether or not you studied the material enough to pass a test. They're gonna judge whether or not you are worthy of being accepted into a particular graduate school. They're gonna judge whether or not you ought to be hired at a specific job. And no matter how anybody else judges you, the Bible teaches that you are already judged righteous, already judged perfect, already judged, loved by him. You be the judge? No. He is the judge. And that makes all the difference. In his name and for his name's sake.